Uh, one of our favorite guests, uh, frankly, is with us live via telephone. He is somebody who has uh, built institutions. He is somebody who has uh, made a, a tremendous impact wherever he has gone in the Jewish world. And um, for us, he is somebody who has enthusiastically and with tremendous pride uh, supported and um, continues to um, value the work that we do on a daily basis here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I'm referring to Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander. Rabbi Brander is president-elect and Rosh Hayeshiva of the Artura Stone Network of Educational Institutions and Social Action Programs, succeeding our beloved Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Riskin. Until January, till last month, Rabbi Brander was vice president for university and community life at Yeshiva up at YU and taught rabbinics at REITs. He focused on improving all aspects of the student life experience personal and virtual engagement with Jewish communities around the world, upgrading the graduate program of advanced Talmudic studies for women, and restructuring YU's Israel-based initiatives to empower greater impact on Israeli society. Before becoming vice president, served as the inaugural David Mitzner Dean of Yeshiva University Center for the Jewish Future. He had many, many goals going into YU, and uh, those of us who have been watching closely know just how many he accomplished. It's been a tremendous run, and now the beneficiaries of our Brander's leadership will be Oratora um, uh, Stone and, of course, the entire Jewish world. Rabbi Kenneth Brander, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's uh, always a pleasure to, to be on the Nachum Siegel Network, and I always feel uh, warm and welcomed. Well, by you, and I look forward to continuing that relationship. You should feel that way because uh, we love giving you a warm reception and a welcoming one, and I look forward to actually visiting us in the near future if your schedule will ever allow it. Because as we know, Rabbi Brander, you are now on one of those whirlwind schedules as you make this transition to Artura Stone, spending a good amount of time in Israel, but obviously still with very strong ties here in the U.S. How has the transition gone until this point? The transition, the transition has been really uh, wondrous and excellent. Uh, you know, Robert Riskin has been extremely accommodating, and uh, I think he is more. He, I think he's more eager to move this transition al- along than I am. Um, <laughs> he's uh, really looking forward to uh, a sabbatical and uh, focusing on writing and teaching. Um, I'm telling him, you know, let's slow it down a little bit. But uh, it's been uh, unbelievable over the past, um, well, I've only been doing it for 28 days. But in the past 28 days, I've tried to meet with some of the leadership of Ortora Stone and meeting with students and alumni just to get an understanding, working to develop some of the administrative components. And I have to tell you, Nachum, in, in the past 28 days, I've been... Welcome to Ortora Stone with some uh, wonderful news. Uh, we've received uh, multiple grants from the State of Israel to do and to expand our work. And please, God, um, uh, right after Purim, I will be uh, in Zurich uh, for the uh, Strauss Amiel and Baron Amiel conference. We're going to be, I'm going to have the privilege of studying with 56 uh, current rabbis and rabbitsons. Uh, who are serving our people uh, throughout Europe, uh, the United Kingdom, as well as Germany and Spain and uh, Poland and, and uh, Denmark and Turkey and Serbia 
And, wow. you know, Jews all over Europe uh, who need leadership and guidance, and Rabbi Riskin, Rabbi Stav, and myself, uh, under the leadership of Rabbi Birnbaum, who's in charge of the Amiel uh, institutions, um, we're going to be learning together with them for three days. So uh, what better opportunity in, than in the past 28 days of being able to learn with uh, rabbis in Zurich? Uh, I had the privilege of meeting uh, the defense minister. Uh, he uh, invited himself uh, over to Midrash at Lindenbaum to spend some time there. We can discuss that a little bit. Oh, for and- sure. I, I, you know, in this era now in 2018, it's so interesting that you that we start with this point. Um, we always look to the diaspora supporting Israel. Now, of course, we know that that switch has clearly taken place over the last 10 years, and now it's more that in Israel we look for Israel to support what's going on in the diaspora. With that in mind, is this type of grant uh, a new development? Is this is this unique? Or it's simply building on what Ortura Stone has done in the past, and they've always had an impact on worldwide jury, jury outside of Israel? Well, I think I think Ortura Stone, under the leadership of Rabbi Riskin, and particularly the Strauss Amiel program and the Baron Amiel program under the leadership of Rabbi Birnbaum, who's really truly uh, a rabbi to Klal Yisrael, um, I think that we've always been involved in these opportunities, but now we're expanding them. Mm-hmm. And in order to expand them properly, we've partnered with the State of Israel. Uh, the State of Israel has recently given Ortara Stone two major grants. One is a totally new grant, and that is to work with small communities under 7,000 Jews. Um, <laughs> we're going to work with 12 communities in Latin America, six communities in North America, and six communities in Europe. Have you identified the North American ones already or not? Well, no, I mean, I want to be invited again, so <laughs> I don't want to give away all of them. But uh, I want, I want we, one, I want one example. If you could give one example of a city in North America where the the uh, where Artura Stone would be welcome, but yet there's fewer than seven thousand Jews. Um, Ottawa. Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, you know, and uh, there's there's several within. You know, the North America, there's several within the United States also, right. but we haven't, fir- you know, firmed up uh, the conversations. Uh, we're in conversations, for example, with New Orleans. Wow. We're in conversations right now with West Hartford hmm. um, that fits under that category. Right. So right. Um, we're in all of these conversations right now, and we'll, we'll finish them off within the next uh, two weeks. And that's being run by Rabbi Ruvain Svolter, who has been a friend of mine for. I don't know, close to 30 years, um, and he's going to be the director of this, what we're calling uh, Ortura Stone Amiel Bekihila, just going into these communities. Unbelievable. Um, we're, we're supposed to go into these communities um, several times during the year with three Torah person- three personalities. One's a senior Torah personality. One is a, uh, a person who is an artist uh, involved in art or music, um, and the third one is uh, somebody who can explain uh, and the ideals of Medina Israel. And we are also going to bring students from our six high schools um, to spend time in these institutions, because then it becomes an incubator of leadership uh, for our Israeli um, high school students as they engage with the Jewish community, and we continue to share with them that vision. Incredible. Uh, Rabbi Kenneth Brand is with us. Or Torah Stone is a modern Orthodox movement 
shaping Jewish communities worldwide, inspired by the unique vision of its founding chancellor and Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Riskin. Our Torah Stone is energized by the leadership of its incoming president and Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander, who's with us live via telephone, and co-chancellor Harav David Stav, whose reputation also uh, precedes him. Um, this is not the first time that you're very familiar with Ravi Riskin's accomplishments. I mean, between uh, um, uh, between uh, Lincoln Square Synagogue and other institutions you've been involved with, you 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 know firsthand the impact he's had. Um, it, it's, it is important to have a vision, and at the same time, it's important to remain grounded and to uh, you know to to get things done on a practical basis. I would assume at this point uh, you can really appreciate how he's been amazing at both. It is, I think, probably Riskin's greatest, I would say two things that are his greatest strength that I've seen in the, you know, the past 28 days, although, as you mentioned, I've known him for, uh, you know, over 30 years. Um, The first thing is the fact that he has surrounded himself with extremely talented people. Um, His, uh, the Mankal, Yinun Achiman, the the person who's really the provost, Yehuda Stauber, these are people of great talent. Um, the principals of the high schools, the Rashi Yeshiva, the Yeshivat Hezder, the Mechinas, um, the various heads of the programs for women who are going to be serving in the Army um, after studying for two years in some locations and one year in other locations. They're all super talented young, they're all super talented people. Um, and he really has surrounded himself with with really talented visionary uh, leaders. I think that's the first the first unbelievable component of, that I see with Rabbi Riskin. The second one is that he's really built an infrastructure that will allow Torah Stone to really be a modern Orthodox movement uh, in its education of young people, and it's serving both um, communities in Israel. Uh, we, just, we got another grant that is allowing us to continue to interact with 35 Matnasim, which are really JCCs, uh, to work on programming, um, infusing Judaism into the larger Israeli community. And we'll interact with 300,000 Jews this year in, through that program. And so, so the second component, so sorry? So they'll be bringing a, a Jewish educational component to an average JCC, right? Basically. Right. Pretty amazing. 35 of them. Right. Um, so, and then this, the, the second piece of that component is is really this whole transition. You know, the Rebbe Riskin knocked on my door. Um, this wasn't something I applied for, which is similar to what happened at Yeshiva University uh, when uh, President Joel came came to Boca. But Rebbe Riskin knocked on my door with Rebbe Stav and said, it's time for me to make a transition. It's time for me to, uh, you know, who who's going to succeed me. And uh, And he has really just allowed that succession to really move in a very um, Some, an unimpeded way. And, 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 uh, and for those who are familiar with leaders and those familiar with leaders in our community, it is not always that easy. Right. And I think that's his greatness. I mean, he saw that he needed a next. Um, he moved it forward. And as the next is, is happening, he's the one making sure that there are no impediments for me to be able to get to know the institutions and to think of what's next and how to build on the platform and the legacy of Rabbi Riskin uh, for next. Boy, you must be 
you you and and not to minimize what you've done previously because uh, we we've heralded the, the incredible successes you had at YU, but you must be coming into this with tremendous enthusiasm with a completely renewed like like a rookie like a completely renewed <laughs> like a completely renewed spirit and with a vision yourself of what this uh, of how Arturo Stone can get even bigger and even more influential. Um, I'm 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 walking into into this extremely excited as you just said. Uh, you know, my children paved the way. Some of my children paved the way for us to make Aliyah. We have a grandson there and uh, two children there, uh, you know, a wonderful daughter-in-law there. And it's just an opportunity to make Aliyah is something that my wife and I have uh, really hoped for all our life. And we're risking, and this is an unbelievable opportunity. And and I think, you know, Nachum, I think the best way to, to summarize it, the, the greatness of every Riskin, and that is, uh, last week we were invited. Um, the uh, defense minister, Victor Lieberman, came to Ortara Stone to Lindenbaum, Madrasa Lindenbaum, um, at, at his own invitation. It's not like Ortara Stone said, "Hey, why don't you come?" He wanted to come because Ortara Stone's Madrasa Lindenbaum program is really the largest uh, group of women who sit and learn and then serve in the IDF. Wow. And there was a there was a moment that Rabbi Riskin wanted to introduce me to his successor, and he introduces me, and the introduction was uh, was an introduction that I wish my mother had heard. Um, <laughs> and I realized at that one moment, as the three of us were talking with each other and spending some time, the three of us together, that that not one of us uh, was born in Medina Israel. Mm. And uh, and I just, you know, turned for a moment to Hashem, and I said, I hope that I just have some influence on the Israeli and on the world jury as these two individuals, the defense minister and River Riskin, have had, and that Kashbarah should give me the capacity to have that type of influence. And then we sat together, and we just were introduced to a group of women who are serving in the IDF, one finished uh, 19 Masechtas. Um, <laughs> her picture could not be taken, not because she finished 19 Masechtas, but she's serving in a unit that when she's in Madim, when she's in the army uniform, she's serving in a unit that it's forbidden for her to take a picture. Wow. Even when the defense minister. <laughs> um, and, you know, to see 120, uh, to be introduced to 120 uh, young women who are serving in various branches of the IDF. It's just, you know, it's just an unbelievable experience. And then to watch the defense minister in the Beit Midrash have a conversation in which uh, one of the students asked the question, you know, do you feel that our sitting and learning Torah protects the state of Israel as much as the IDF? And to watch him talk, talk about Safra the Saifa, uh, literally translated as the sword and the book and the mm. Torah book, mm. and how he sees the exchange between the two. You know, there's no other place that you'll have a conversation with the defense minister about the partnership between Torah and uh, an army service than in uh, than in Eretz Israel. You know, I, he, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, please go on. I was going to say it's not lost on me, frankly, that we're sitting here on Erev Purim. Think, think of the difference of how Jews in the diaspora and in Eretz Israel 
think of how they lived and what they've uh, what they had to uh, overcome in the last 2000 years and what we have now we are speaking about 120 women who are combining Torah studies with service in the Israel Defense Forces and you you reassuring us through the story you told about the three of you that in fact the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel uh, it just it, it, sometimes we are living an experience where it's very difficult to see the forest from the trees. It's hard to understand in the context of history how miraculous a time this is. I'm sure that's part of what you felt throughout this whole process. That, that's exactly what I'm feeling. You know, when you you bring fresh eyes to the table, it's not only in how you re envision Ortura Stone, but really fresh eyes to see really the miracles. Um, you know. In this in this period of time, to paraphrase Alan Neeson, just and 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 it's not a, just 120; it's 120 per year, right. with a waiting list to get into the program. It's <laughs> a waiting list to get into the program. Um, and I think you know, if you want to pick up on the theme of Purim, you know, the Balai Kabbalah speak about the idea that Yom Kippur is called Yom Kippurim, right. a day like Purim. And you have to understand what does that mean a day like Purim? How does it? Uh, how does Yom Kippur? You know, it's it's not really what it means in its simple uh, definition because Purim wasn't around when Yom Kippur was established by Kaddish Baruch Hu. But the idea that the Balai Kabbalah say is what is Yom Kippur about? It's about the ability to us to change our narrative and to reconnect and to create a rendezvous with Hakadosh Baruch Hu with God that has been different than in the past, and that's what Purim is. Purim was Mordechai and Esther seizing the moment and being able to transform uh, the moment. And so Yom Kippurim is that we hope that our Day of Atonement can be somewhat like Purim was, that we can change the narrative and engage with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a unique way. You look at what's happening in Medina Yisrael and its influence on the rest of world Jewry and on society in general. And you say, this is Yom Kippurim. This is like Purim. We are seizing the moment. And for those of your listeners that want to look at the Rambam in his laws of Purim and Hanukkah, you'll notice that the last statements of the Rambam and the laws of Purim is that in the time of Mashiach, it's a very controversial statement that Maimonides makes in the Mishnah Torah. That in the time of Mashiach, the... Uh, the the books of Nach, of Nevi'im and Ketuvim, will not have as much importance other except for the book of Megillat Esther, which doesn't have God's name in, in it. Right. And everyone questions, how could the Rambam make that statement that Nach, not the Torah, but the Nach won't have as much consequence, but only Megillat Esther will? And the explanation that is given by many is the fact that Purim represents not an initiative that was only experienced by God, but that Purim represents an initiative in which you have HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you have God obviously playing a role, but you also have the Jewish people playing a role. And when the Jewish people are willing to play a role in changing the destiny of, the pe- of our people and of society, that's the way you bring Mashiach. I look at Ortara Stone and I say, what a gift and what a blessing that I have the opportunity to be part of an institution that is a movement of orthodoxy that is welcoming and engaging, a movement of orthodoxy that is has 5,000 students and interacts with hundreds of thousands more 
a movement that is committed to changing Israeli society and influencing the, the, the diaspora in significant ways, an institution that understands its responsibility also to the rest of society, and to be nominated to be its head and to continue the wonderful work of so many there is uh, really an exceptional opportunity that I hope uh, I'm up for the challenge. Amazing. We know you are. He is the incoming president and Rosh Hashiva of Artura Stone, and we are looking forward to the amazing future that the uh, institution, which has had a glorious past and present, but now it has an amazing future ahead of it with Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander. Rabbi Brander, we wish you good luck next week at the conference in Zurich and uh, continuing this amazing global mission and this transition as the head of Artura Stone. And we are certainly looking forward to sharing more and more of the incredible tales of accomplishments that are coming down the road. I wish you a Chag Purim Sameach and a big Mazal Tov on this amazing position. Thank you, Nachum. And we look forward to our continued uh, relationship. And as as the Nachum Stiegel Network is really, for all of the Jewish people, a very important way of communicating. When we know which institutions, we're, which communities we're dealing with, I look forward to sharing that w- with the Jewish community through the Nachum Siegel Network. I greatly appreciate that. Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander, incoming president Rosh Hashiva of our Torah Stone, wishing him uh, the best of luck. Hatzlach in this amazing new position. A Wednesday morning broadcast on this Tanis Esther. More coming up at JM and the AM.